Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I was trying to do the math today. I I had the biggest dumb dumb thing that ever happened to me. I'll get to that in just a second. I was trying to do the math today of what I lost this weekend. Because you and I, people don't know this, if you guys weren't listening at Friday at uh, at 6, we rode Cornell. Ro- Dude, rode ro- Cornell hard. All the way back into some real money on Friday's show. Yeah, and then we blew it all. And weekend. and then this weekend happened, and I, I couldn't get an NFL game right to, for, to like save my life. So if like the the big ones that got me were like I had a eight leg parlay. Do you know what cost me an eight leg parlay in a lot of money, like a holy bleep kind of money? Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown. If you just get that, you'd have had like a, an eight-teamer. Got the Giants right. Got a Kirk Cousins anytime touchdown, which is the one that was like the – That was the it, tough one. It was a pre-built one. Got um, – see who – oh, I had the Bills on the money line. Then I had the Bengals on the money line and Jamar Chase with a TD. And there's one other one that I can't, uh, can't think of. I think I had the Cowboys on the money line as well. Those like eight things. Stephon Diggs just scores a touchdown. Literally, everybody in the Bills got a friggin' touchdown this weekend. Gabe Davis, here's your touchdown. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox, why don't you have two? Right? Uh, oh, I almost said Osborne. He's Minnesota. Schultz, have two. Yeah, yeah. Saquon Barkley, two. Two. Stephon Diggs, bleep Nick Wilson. That's the way this went. Now, the worst part was, so, I was pretty sure last night, Dusty, that the Bucks were cooked. But when the odds hit at halftime, when it hit six plus six fifty, I was like, "Oh, oh I, should, I thought about it. I I should just throw twenty nine down." And in my head, I'm like, "It's Brady, right? Like it's Brady. It's a home game. I mean, I wanted to put money on the Jags. I when the Jags. What what did you get the Jags at this weekend? Plus six eighty. Okay, that was playing back in my head. Like if you just twenty nine bucks at plus six eighty. You're going to be doing really well. You feel really good about it. You're going to offset all any of the losses of this weekend, right? Felt so good about it. Wake up this morning, and I was like, "Why is there seventy nine dollars less in my account than I thought I had?" That's because last night when I went to put twenty nine bucks on the or twenty nine dollars on the bucks at plus six fifty. Mm-hmm. What happened? I put seventy nine dollars. Oh. Now, I was tired. 
I just was exhausted from a long day of being a father and watching too much football and sports. And I put two, I put seven instead of uh, two. I was very upset. I was even more upset. You didn't carry the two. I did not carry the two. The two Man. carried my ass. Carried your ass to zero dollars. Do you know what upset me the most? What's that? Realizing how much I would have won if that $79. It's so funny too, man. Like over the weekend, I literally, like, I I just bet with my heart. Mm -hmm. And if I had just went with like my gut telling me, because like my gut told me that, I mean, everyone, everything, I I thought the Bills were just going to win by a million Mm -hmm. and they didn't. They barely, they barely won the game. Uh, I knew the Giants were going to win. I knew the Giants were going to win. Like mm-hmm. I knew that line was stunk to to. Yep, you know where. There's a reason. And I I knew the Cowboys line, and I'm like, oh, you don't bet against Tom Brady. You don't bet against. Okay, yeah, well, that was the easiest bet of the weekend. And I love the Ravens. Yep. My problem is because I didn't what, touch that game. What happens is, I just get. When I'm super practical, all right, this is who I think is going to win. This is what's going to happen. I'm good. But I start to get greedy. And, like, of course, why would I have to add a Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown? And you know who in chap? You you added it manually? I added it manually. And you know what chaps my ass? I thought, I really, I swear to you, this is not radio creation. I'm not doing this to make myself. I thought, well, Dawson Knox is like, Plus, he's like plus two sixty or two seventy as an anytime score. On an anytime score, which was so much. Stephon Diggs was like minus one ten or something like that. Wasn't didn't even make sense odds wise. Right. It was it was a mixed uh, it was a it was a it was a mixed week, and that's all, all right. I'm gonna say. You're not a quitter. Listen, we got a week to go here. All right, we got a good week here. Plenty of good basketball action to get in on. As we were talking I, about, I had so much action over the weekend that I got an email from somebody at FanDuel. They're like, "Hey, I'm your VIP now." No way! I swear to God. Um, how did that make you feel? A little bit like a degenerate. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. I was so you and I. Like I, I, I literally have a guy's cell phone number now to contact about like bonuses and stuff. Can he can he hook a friend up? He hooked me up this morning. Oh. So I was So Friday, no, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday and Saturday. You and I were both communicating a lot during games. Oh, oh my god. You you called that VCU game. That was a good call. And you know what the worst part is? I totally didn't take uh take full accountability for it either. What do you mean? I mean, like, I got good money out of it, but I bailed so early. Oh, you cashed out? Yeah, I did. Oh, I you was. I, I cowered it out. I did. I did the same thing that I called you out on air for on Friday. Yeah. Where I, st- I called I st- you a coward I stuck on it out. air. Yeah, I and they, did. And they got the steal with, like, seven seconds? Nope. Nope. And by the way, it cost me, like, cost me, like, 200 bucks, which to me is a lot of money. I'm a cheap bastard, so 200 bucks is a lot. But, uh. So Vanessa was very much like, I was like letting her. I like I, I you you sent a couple screen grabs of like some of the successes, and I was like, look look. I mean look look what he's doing. And I was like I, I like we felt we felt like I felt like Shaq and Kobe for a minute. I did, man. I just wish that uh, I'd have been a little bit smarter on Saturday. I just I just wish I had got a little got a little ambitious with some some stupid college. You can't get before. greedy. You can't. Oh, uh, it's it's hard. We're it's learning. Hard to do. But uh, we were just talking about the Jim Schwartz hire. 
now that that's off the board, what's the Browns' biggest need? A big old defensive tackle. I kind of am. I'm. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking edge rusher. Like I've really started to talk myself into if you if you can only have one. Give me a Marcus Davenport. I, if JJ Watt had not retired, give me a JJ Watt. Give me a Robert Quinn. You know, like it's not a great year for like peak, you know, 26, 27, 28 year old edge rushers. Right. But man, I think if you can get another edge rusher, especially if somebody can stop the damn run off the edge and then maybe use that second round pick on a defensive tackle. Although maybe Andrew Barry, maybe we sit that one out. <laughs> maybe Andrew Barry doesn't draft a defensive tackle. Maybe I'm wrong here. Or, or like you can even get like a, a Matt Ioannidis kind of guy to play up the middle. I kind of feel like I, I kind of if if you if you have to choose elite talent inside or outside, elite's kind of a loaded word. Re, like a high level player at one spot, mm-hmm. you would choose defensive tackle. I over think so. Edge two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Now that Jim Schwartz is the guy, we've got the defensive coordinator. What? What is the Browns' priority? Moving forward. And that can, by the way, it can be roster-wise. That can be. I, I will say, I think too many people are down on the Browns roster. Yeah. I think if all they did was rebuild one defensive tackle spot and the edge opposite, I think the Browns have everything they need to be to be that top ten, top 15 offense we talked about. Or, sorry, top 15 defense, defense we talked about. Right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yes, you you need a couple more linebackers, but I'm talking about like but remember, starter we, we, level we players. We don't know what Jim Schwartz can get out of what we already have. Mm-hmm. Like his his role to come in here is to look at the talent on the roster, evaluate it, see who fits where, what you think these guys can do, and then go into free agency and go into the draft and kind of plug the holes where you you see fit. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Browns' defense is that far away. That's I think that's well, the Well, I mean, listen, way. they were like the last like whatever it was 10 games or something that they were like 7th in pass defense. Well, and I think the other thing is you don't need a top 5 defense to be a playoff team. Like there's a there's a moving ratio of how good your offense is and how good your defense is. So if you've got the 12th best offense, well mm-hmm. you probably should have a top 8 defense. But if you can have a top five offense, and again, that's the bar. The My expectations are now on the offensive side of the ball. So if you can get a top five offense, which should be doable with Deshaun Watson, I Nick Chubb, be. and company. I mean, my God, we're paying the guy a zillion dollars. You really only need a top 15 defense next year. And by the way, that's like not just good enough to make the playoffs. It's, it's not just good enough to make the playoffs. That's good enough to potentially win titles with. Would you prefer to have a great defense? Yes. I'd prefer a lot of things. We have to kind of base ourselves in reality here. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two with uh, with Schwartz now the higher. What should the Browns' priority become? Let's go with Matt. Matt, welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. What's good up, afternoon. Uh, How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Hey, Dusty, I bailed on a on a five way round robin uh, this uh, this weekend as well, and thankfully the. Fifth leg was a box money line, so that was a good call on my part. Oh, good job out of you. Ooh. Right, right. Josh, the bullet there. So, hey, I'm going to go uh, through you guys a bit of a curveball, 
And I'm going to say uh, Mike Linebacker. Um, our defense, I don't know if Anthony Walker's going to be the same. And Justin, like you know, uh, Matt Wilhelm was kind of Matt and Mike Doss were the, the quarterbacks of that defense that you guys won a title with. And mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, being strong up the middle, I get what you're saying with the deep tackle so he can keep bodies off the backers. But I just think, you know, your Mike linebacker's got to be the toughest and the smartest player on the field. And we haven't had a real good Mike linebacker since probably Paul Jackson a number of years ago. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. And I, I, I've been saying that for like the last couple of weeks that they don't have a Dequel Jackson. They don't have that thumper in the middle that can can really create some havoc and also be a leader. Um, I do think we in this defense specifically, though, going back to my defensive tackle thing, like we need a DT that can get eight sacks a year mm-hmm. because you're you're going to have to provide a pass rush with just four guys. They're not going to blitz a lot, and you need guys. I'm not saying you're going to find an Aaron O'Donnell like tomorrow, but I mean, Payne. Yeah, I I, mean, I I said the name Matt Ioannidis. That was a guy who was good for five to eight sacks every year up the middle before he hurt his knee in Washington. There's another name. Like I think it's interesting though because I think a lot of people would say, "Well, you got to stop the run with your defensive tackles." That's important. Getting just one extra guy pressure up the middle could really change. And by the way. You want to talk about unlocking more of Miles Garrett? More of more up the middle means uh, quarterbacks moving either way, which means Miles Garrett dudes start to run in his arms instead of you know the old Miles Garrett over pursuit. Respectfully, respectfully. Two, I'm going to take a couple quick calls here. We're going to some Cavs in just a moment here. We were asking you guys with with a Jim Schwartz hire, what now becomes the Browns' priority? Uh, John, welcome to the show, bud. What you got for us? Hello, John. Yeah, what do you got? I got two things. First of all, Pfeiffer never got fired. Two years ago, he blew a couple of games. Uh-huh. They, they couldn't produce. And Stefanski didn't fire him. He fired the number two man. Now, here we are in another year, and Stefanski still hasn't fired him. Maybe it's because his name's Prefer. Yeah. Second thing is they got to get rid of Stefanski. He doesn't have any fire. If he wouldn't get rid of Woods without all the pressure that's been put on him and he wouldn't get rid of Pfeiffer yet, the man isn't meant to be in this job. He needs to be gone. All right, John, we appreciate it. Just one last time. It's Prefer. And uh, I listen, love the spirit, love the, love the energy. They're not firing Kevin Stefanski on January 17th. No. That would actually be like, that would be way worse than you think it would be. Like to the Stefanski fire crowd, it's kind of like the uh, – it's like trying to get in um it would be like getting in a vote after an election. <laughs> right? Like the, this election's over. Now we're going to move on. You had your chance to vote. Uh firing a coach two weeks after the regular season ended would be maybe the worst look you possibly could have. Unless there was some like crazy stuff happened. Well, and, exactly. And, Which and, the, and, 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 yeah. yeah, but like uh for instance, the Chargers could have fired Brandon Staley today. They didn't. They fired his offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach, right? Like any team that isn't in the playoffs that fire their head coach today would be the toughest. And here's the thing. I was thinking about this earlier. You and I were talking about it. If the Browns head coaching position had become available, I actually think you can make a case it'd be the best opening available. Cardinals job looks even worse now that they've hired Monty Ossenfort. 
who apparently is Tommy Truck Nuts out here. Egos are not going to have a place. Shut up, you so-and-so. So I'm still a little mad about that. Uh, Houston is an awful job. Maybe the worst job in the NFL. Carolina's maybe the best of those three, but Dave Tepper's a bear. Who's the fourth one? Denver? Okay. Denver's got comparable talent to you, but it's Russ or Deshaun. I'll I'll take my... Yeah, but I mean, Russ is going to get some some attraction from some coaches. Well, I just, I meant like, if we talk about, like Sean Payton. If Sean Payton is really dead set on being an NFL coach, well, he shouldn't be. Do not take one of these jobs, Sean Payton. Wait. Like, just wait. Uh, honestly, I, I think that, um, like, there, there's a re- Look, Sean McVay going back to Los Angeles is kind of amazing because I was reading Peter King this morning, and mm-hmm. he was saying, like, dude wants to be at a TV star at some point. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's no gigs open right now. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll go back and coach another year. Yeah. <clears throat> like, sometimes you want to wait for the right job. Yeah, and I think Sean Payton's going <clears> to <throat> need that. I, I I just, I think he was, I think he did the impossible. He won consistently in New Orleans over a 15-year period. What's the rush, bud? It's not, it's not like he's 61. Like, if Sean Payton's that comes back again next year, he's still going to be right out there. Uh, also, uh, Jeff Ross has alopecia, which makes me an a-hole. You're, so, a, you're, a, you're a bleep hole. Yeah, well, I, f- I feel that one. Andy, welcome to the show. What you got for us? Hello? Hello, Andy. Andy, what's up? Yeah, hey, guys. Um, um, just wanted to talk a little D-line play um, with Jim Schwartz coming in. Um, you know, I can't speak highly enough on the importance of defensive tackles in football, and I think your average fan um, – just watches the game and expects those D tackles to be a Warren Sapp or a guy like that. And, you know, behind, I just think in front of every great linebacker in the history of the game, whether you talk about the giants in the eighties or the the bears in the eighties, they all had great defensive tackles. Ray Lewis will tell you now he, he was the reason he was because of his defensive line, especially those interior guys. And, you know, the good ones, not only do they make plays, but they, they require double teams, sometimes triple teams, and they keep guys off of linebackers. And if you, can, if you can keep a guy and get that linebacker that one extra step, that's the difference. And when, when I watched these, lineback- these defensive tackles last year, Winfrey and um, the guy from the played at University of Florida, I mean, they're getting reached. They're lining up as a three technique, and they're getting reached by a center, which – is almost two gaps removed for people that don't understand that. And and I just think that the best of the best defensive linemen up front, they occupy linemen, whether it be for one second, a half a second. And that's what allows these guys with speed to track down the ball and make plays. So I think it's lost a lot of times. I think people want to see numbers from a defensive tackle, and you're not always going to get that. You're going to get guys that are just going to require massive two, three guys up front. Sometimes running backs come and – and it's, I just think it's lost in today's game, or at least everybody wants edge rushers and everybody wants these Micah Parsons. Well, you're not going to find them. You're sure as heck not going to find them in the second round or third round. Um, and I just think bringing in heavy, great defensive tackles are going to be what the Browns need, and, and I think it's really going to change the game. Nothing against Anthony Walker, but he's not a premier linebacker. He's not a Roquan Smith. He's not a guy that's going to be able to outrun everything. So I think getting at least one, Honestly, probably even two. I think you. I think everyone's going to be surprised. I think Schwartz is going to come in here, whether he thinks he likes these guys or one of them. I think you could see two new defensive tackles next year for the Cleveland Browns. All right, there, buddy. Appreciate you, Andy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about the def- defensive tackle. 
Uh, I mean, Jordan Elliott's like 320 pounds. You know, Tommy Togia is basically a nose tackle playing in this. So their problem wasn't size. It was how big they play. Mm -hmm. Like Ed Oliver's 290 pounds in Buffalo. Tell me Ed Oliver isn't a great defensive tackle. I love Ed Oliver. Like, I mean, he mentioned Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, for everything, and he's undersized, 280 pounds. He's also 5'11". Phenomenal everywhere else on the game. Like he's not just a guy, a one-trick pony who gets to the you know. But I I don't know. I just I think defensive tackle. I just would rather solid. Give me give me one solid veteran defensive tackle. Give me an Akeem Hicks, right? Give me who Linval Joseph was for Philadelphia, showing up off the street as a twelve-year vet. Just to give me that guy, and then give me like a, a, a high-quality signing or the second-round pick at interior defensive lineman. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't have the list in front of me of who's going to be available or who could be out there. But yeah, I mean, I'd take a guy who's been in the league for ten years to come in here and and you know basically do what you're asking, what you're suggesting there, Nick. Oh, I've been waiting to say this though. Not this is not a Browns thing. That that dramatic pause would lead you to believe, Dusty, that I was about to like say something really harsh about the team. I've been waiting to talk about this next story, Dustin. Mm-hmm. All all show. Okay. And it's been occupying my thoughts all show long. Did you see the mural in Dallas? Uh, I did see a mural. Who who was it of? So it was of Luka Doncic. Okay. Holding up a sign that was filled in that said, please send help. Which it's hilarious. Honestly, Mavs fans, that if they had just if Chris Depp's Porzingis just works out, the Mavs should have been a, a title contender like every year. Mm-hmm. That like Luka Doncic, it, it really has become and listen, Tim Hardaway Jr., really nice player. Spencer Dinwiddie, really nice player. Uh Davis Bertans has apparently disappeared. I don't know if I don't know what happened with that, but like they've got some nice players. They don't have any star level players. Well, this this Dallas based artist created this mural, and here's the and it was about so it was about celebrating the the fifty one point performance. It was about celebrating his fifty point the sixty point performance, all the great Luka Doncic moments, and Mark Cuban, Mavericks owner has emailed the artist of this mural to tell him the mural was disrespectful. How is... Come on. I mean, Cubes, like, we all think, like, Mark Cuban's, like, what what Dan Gilbert could have been, right? 100%. Super engaged donor, super ambitious, super supportive, right? And still, he meddles. Mark Cuban meddles. 100%. But, like, his meddling is be more aggressive. This looks weak as hell. Yeah, I don't know about this, man. Like, can you imagine if uh, if Jimmy Haslam had reached out directly to, um, oh, who's the leader of the Owen 16 parade? Why am I struggling with this? Oh, it's just not coming to me. McNeil? McNeil. Can you imagine if Jimmy Haslam was like, candidly, McNeil, this is low-key disrespectful. Like, Mark Cuban has done something with this that Jimmy Haslam didn't do. That uh, I, I, the guy's kind of taking a beating in this one, but that Dan Gilbert didn't do. Like, is it? 
Do you think this is a worse look on the artist, or do you think this is more of a, a bad look on Cubes? I think it's a bad look on Cubes. Yeah. The artist is pretty funny. I think it's really, really funny. And by the way, valid statement. I actually think the Mavericks... I, I tweeted about this yesterday. At Nick Wilson says, by the way, if you'd like to follow. Um, the Cavs low-key have a lot of power on this trade deadline. They don't have a lot of assets, but like if you're the Mavericks and you are desperate to get another great player, the Cavs have $51 million in expiring contracts. That's a superstar. So like if you're a team that's in cap hell, the Cavs could trade you Karis LeVert, Kevin Love, and Dylan Windler, and you could just give them your salary back. As a matter of fact, the Cavs actually might require a like a, a like a sweetener like it's not just about good players like we'll give you Karis LeVert for Tim Hardaway if the Cavs were to send out all 51 million dollars in cap space that they have available somebody might actually have to pay the Cavs for that cap space that's how much money the Cavs have to an NBA that's pretty capped up right now I don't know if that means they're actually gonna be able to make it happen but like I've really come around to the idea that like if you're Dallas Offer Hardaway, offer Bertans, offer, you know, if you're Atlanta, offer Bogdanovich and um, offer Bogdanovich and maybe send John Collins to Utah for Beasley. That was the big rumor. I I think people might be sleeping on the Cavs at this deadline. I think there's a chance they could really pull something. Not, it's not going to be OJ, uh, OG and Anubi. It's not going to be that. It's not going to be like, I mean, Jason Tatum. But they could have like a really, really nice deadline here without having to give much up. I think Kevin Love will be here. Yes, and and I, I, I saw some reports that he's not likely to be here this year, but like maybe even long term. Yeah, and and that one I don't get. I like I get that's not fair. I get seeing Kevin's value, and I love the idea that there's a chance that he could be back here next year. I also think there's a chance you should view him as Ricky Rubio. You should view him as a guy that you love dearly, but if you can turn that $40 million salary, that $35 million, whatever it is, if you can turn that into a better player, somebody who maybe can, can be on right the court, now. yeah, I think you got to really consider it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.